Release date, October 7th, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of TVD Sportscast College Football with your host, I'm Mason. And joining me today, special guest, TBD analyst, Isaac Williams. What up, dude? Hey, guys. Hey, so this is our first episode of October. We're super excited to be in October, week six, almost halfway through the college football season. And real quick, I want to do something a little bit special. Usually we do this at the end of the episode, but I just wanted to make sure that people were hearing this because this is something that's super important to me. I want to make sure that everybody understands what we mean when we say, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team, no matter what team you pull for, right? So Romans 3.23 tells us that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, none of us are perfect. We all have something in us that is innately bad. It's sin. So Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. A wage is something that needs to be paid. So death is the price for our sin. But God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were still sinners, he sent his only son to die for us. Literally, while we were the enemy of God, he sent his only son to die for us. What a love, what a mercy. Not because of anything that we did or how great we were, but because he, in his love and in his mercy, like died for sent his son to die for us just because he loved us because he is good he is holy he's set apart there's nobody like him and you can be saved romans 10 9 through 10 says if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation we wish for all of our listeners to be saved if you ever have any questions about it you can always ask or just hit us up hit up our dms on Instagram, hit up our messenger on Facebook, or just leave a comment on this YouTube video. We just want to make sure the gospel gets out there because Jesus saves. And if you don't have that, I promise you need it. That is very close to the heart of beliefs at TBD Sportscast. And we want everybody to know the gospel. With that being said, though, we're going to talk about some college football. But we got to do a quick recap because we didn't get our Tuesday episode in. So we want to start real quick, talk a little bit about Georgia versus Missouri. Oh, boy. Yeah. I figured I I would have to be answering for this one. Um, man, I don't really know if you want what you want to call it. Missouri showed up, and you can make all kind of you know. I mean, Kirby said you know. I mean, it is true. SEC road environments are tough. Like it's it's difficult to go play on the road. I mean, look at Missouri the week before they played us. They lost at Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare is a tough place to play. SEC road games are tough, but. That's not why we almost lost. It's because of stupid mistakes that we made in the offense. Stetson did not look ready. I think that their blood got boiling before that game when they almost got in a fight with the Missouri players on the, in the end zone. Uh, it's I, I think it had 100% to do with that. I think they just rolled up thinking that they were going to, you know, go up in there and do what they needed to do and destroy them, and they did not. We got we got out alive, barely, out of Como. I, I really, I, I don't know, because people have asked, you know, like, what happened? Because Georgia came out against Oregon and looked super solid. Against Sanford, looked solid. Against USC, looked solid. And then just dropped off against Kent State and Missouri. So I really don't know how to answer it. All I know is that they just don't look like the team they looked like in the first three weeks. Um, but it, it is what it is. It will we'll be fine. It will be okay. I think, you know, we'll get to the Auburn-Georgia game in a minute. But I think things are going to be fine. I think we're going to get things turned around. But, boy, I would not have wanted to be a Georgia football player this week in practice. <laughs> yeah, man, I think I think all things considered, you know, Georgia, they didn't have uh, the best outing, but you know, they were able to come from behind and, and get it done and made the plays – or make the plays they needed to make. And uh, definitely, like you said, Mason, I would not have wanted to have been on the practice squad this week. 
but I definitely look for a, a better outing this week against Auburn for sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, now I'm going to let you talk just for a second, Isaac, about the LSU-Auburn game, just because that one came down to the wire. It looked like it was going to for a second and then uh, turned around in the Tigers' favor. Yeah, well, the Tigers' favor, which one? <laughs> oh, right, yeah, the LSU Tigers' favor, obviously. <laughs> But definitely, you know, the LSU-Auburn game uh, definitely went down to the wire. You know, we didn't we didn't start great any means, and, and Auburn got out to a quick, you know, 14 nothing lead, and I was like, man, this is this is not looking good. Then it was 17-0, and, and, you know, we're closing out on halftime, and we're trailing, and all of a sudden, you know, we put a couple of good drives together, and, and we're cut it, to, cut it to three before the half, and we got the ball back after half, so that helped a whole lot. Um, and then, you know, the, the offense was stagnant once again. It seems like every week. You know, we're not able to kind of get out and go on offense, which five games in is, is very concerning to me because of the fact that, you know, at some point you have to be able to just go on offense. You know, I'm all for tempo, but they, they should be able to get it going. Uh, but the defense, full credit to the defense coming up big. You know, they only allowed, I think it was like 150 yards in the second half, which was, you know, like less than half of the first half numbers. And, you know, ultimately, shout out to Greg Brooks Jr. for coming up with the pick uh, there at the very end and ripping it away from, uh, Coy Moore, who actually was an LSU transfer, that was a pretty sweet way to cap off the end of the game. Absolutely. It, it was a great game to watch. I'm glad I got to catch a little bit of it. I was a little too busy uh, making sure Georgia didn't destroy their playoff chances, but <laughs> uh, it was a good game nonetheless. Uh, one more thing, or two more things we we'll want to talk about. We want to talk quickly about the Big 12. The Big 12 this year, wow. I just want to talk about how crazy it is that Kansas and TCU are tied for first place. Meanwhile, Texas and Oklahoma are at the bottom of the conference. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's to me, it's totally backwards of the way it should be. I mean, we talked a little bit about it before we got started, but Texas and Oklahoma are the ones you expect to be at the top, uh, not to mention Baylor. You know, Baylor's been a, a pretty significant force in the past couple of years since, uh, since Dave Aranda headed over to Waco, but they haven't been able to, to kind of hit that stride this year, and and Baylor's not looking good in the Big 12 all in all. I mean, it, it is crazy. you got guys like Kansas State, Kansas, and TCU running the show when you should have guys like you know the Sooners and the Longhorns. So it's a, it's a madhouse for sure. Yeah, and I read this from CBS Sports. Uh, there are four Big 12 games this week, and only one is a matchup of two unranked teams, and it's Texas and Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. <laughs> man, how about that? I know. It's crazy, man. I, that is wild. All of the Big 12 teams that are playing this week are ranked, except Oklahoma and Texas. That, that is dumb. But the other thing that we wanted to talk about just real quick, too, is how in the rankings last week, 15 through 18 and 20 through 21 all lost. So that includes Washington, Baylor, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and then 20, Arkansas, and 21, Minnesota all lost. And so did 23, FSU, and 24, Pitt. So it's like the back half all lost except for BYU and Kansas State and Wake Forest, and they all dropped out except Washington, which is crazy. Washington dropped six. They got to 21. We're living in a college football world right now where Syracuse is ranked. <laughs> yeah, Syracuse, man, you know, like you said, it's definitely crazy right now, especially up towards the bottom of the top 25. You know, you look at guys like Texas A&M that go from, you know, losing to, to App State at home, to losing to Mississippi State, who lost to LSU. And, of course, then you got guys like, you know, Wake Forest who were able to get it done against Florida State. And then Arkansas. Arkansas looked like they were going to put up a fight there for a little while. You know, went from 28 nothing to 28-23. And then the, everything just fell apart, and they ended up losing by, by three scores anyway. So, I mean. Yeah, and it's kind of like everybody in the SEC West, except for Alabama, 
It's just an enigma. I mean, think about what you just said. Texas A&M lost to Mississippi State, who lost to LSU. <laughs> it's like everybody's going to get at least one win in the SEC West against their opponents. It, 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 I don't know. It's just ridiculous. But SEC West is crazy. That's all we got there. We're going to go ahead and move into uh, – let's, 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 yeah, let's make some picks, man. How about it? I guess we'll talk about the game of the week. Yes, yeah, sir. Time for our game of the week. Isaac, tell the folks what our game of the week is. Game of the week, uh, we got number 17-ranked TCU against number 19 Kansas. That is in Lawrence. Uh, the Jayhawks will be hosting that at 12 o'clock Eastern time, kickoff on Saturday. I definitely I definitely like Kansas in this one, even as the underdog, just because it seems like there's energy that is about uh, KU right now. You know, coming off of – it was a football show, but coming off of a, a basketball national championship, you know, they've never really had a great football program. And now all of a sudden, a couple of years after hiring Les Miles, you know, they're you know, 5-0. So, obviously, no credit to him because he, he's not the coach anymore, but – um, a lot of energy coming from the Jayhawks right now. I like them on Saturday for sure. Wow, that is that is an interesting pick. What's well, like I said last week when they were going to play Iowa State at home? First of all, how did Kansas get two home games in a row against Big Twelve opponents? That's my first question. And the other thing is, is that last week I said against Iowa State at home, if Kansas wants this win bad enough, they'll get it. Now Iowa State definitely handed them that win a couple times. Uh, I mean, with like a bunch of missed field goals. Iowa State definitely could have come out of Lawrence winning this game, but they didn't. And I, I said last week, though, I said, I, I said, if Kansas wants it bad enough, they will go get it at home. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go opposite of you on this one. I don't think Kansas is going to come out with this one. I'm picking TCU to win this game this week simply because, of, well, I mean, look what they did to Oklahoma last week on the, like at home beat them by 30 points, Oklahoma. I mean, and you can't say that Oklahoma, like, oh, Oklahoma's not good, but usually their offense is okay. They struggled in the last two games, and they've lost to two purple teams in a row, Kansas State and TCU. But I got to go with TCU on this one. I just think TCU is the better team. They're going to put up more points. Defense is better. Uh, now, if Kansas shows up, I mean, I'm not saying Kansas can't win now. I'm just saying I, I'm picking TCU over Kansas. But tech, But Kansas can do it. They can do it, but I'm picking TCU. Joey does still make picks, uh, even though he's not here because this man had work. Uh, but yeah, Joey has the TCU Horn Frog. So yeah, he's with me. All right. Next up, we're going to move on to our big week six game starting out on Saturday with number eight, Tennessee at 25 LSU at 12 p.m. in Death Valley. Oh boy, what do you think? Because this is this is your team, man. What do you think? Tell, tell me all about it. Well, I, I'm going to start by saying I'm going to start by saying this, and I, I mean no disrespect to Tennessee, no disrespect to anybody, but I think they did Tennessee a favor giving them an 11 a.m. Central kickoff. I think if they had given them a night ca- a night kickoff, I, I think I think honestly they were betting against LSU against Auburn, and they said, well, LSU's not going to be ranked, it's not going to be a big game, and we go into Jordan Hare, we get the win, and even though it wasn't pretty, we got it done. Uh, I tell you, I, I like – obviously, I like the Tigers this Saturday, but it's going to be a big game in Death Valley because you've got Tennessee coming in for the first time and it's been several years. I can't remember the exact last date, uh, but the first time in several years. I know LSU's won the last few matchups against Tennessee. Um, but Tennessee coming in with a great offense. You know, they're ranked eight, and that hasn't happened in quite some time. Uh, LSU, on the other hand, kind of had an offense that's kind of sputtered, but a defense has been able to pick it up. I'm curious to see, you know, it looks like, uh, right now, Tennessee's favored by a field goal, but the ESPN FPI is given LSU a 58% chance to win. 
Um, you know, with that being said, it, it, it's anybody's ball game. Uh, I think if the LSU fans will show up and get rowdy, like I think they will, and they definitely should. Uh, I like the Tiger Saturday, but it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch. All right, man. Well, here's the spread. The spread is three in Tennessee's favor, bro. Do you do you pick the spread? Do you pick LSU to cover the spread? I guess you do because you're going to pick them to win. So they do. I guess they cover the spread. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go with LSU. Uh, I think they'll definitely cover the spread, whether by a field goal or a touchdown. But I definitely, obviously, I got the Tigers, man. I'm not going to pick against them for sure. This is such a hard pick, honestly, because they're both ranked right now. And like you said, probably thought that LSU, whatever, wouldn't be. But now the thing, too, is that Tennessee's road game win against Pitt is looking less and less impressive as Pitt just lost to Georgia Tech last week. So I, I don't really know. This, this is a tough one. And it's like you said, like it's at 12, but that doesn't mean anything as far as atmosphere. Like obviously night game is really tough, but think about last year, Georgia versus Arkansas, 12 p.m. game, full attendance, over attendance actually, and was one of, in the top three loudest games of the last year and blocked field, or, sorry, blocked punts, like three false starts in a row on Arkansas offense. Like, it is possible to get it done. Uh, that's why I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say LSU wins this game and knocks Tennessee out of the 25. I am not confident in that pick at all. <laughs> but if, if LSU wins, they're going to escape. Because Tennessee actually is pretty good. Like, Tennessee has a pretty good football team. I said that a couple episodes ago. Hinden Hooker is a good quarterback. But the thing is, is his weapons on offense, while they're good, they make mistakes. And the defense is not as good as, as people are saying. The defense has some holes, and I think that the LSU offense is going to expose those holes, but we'll just have to see what happens. Jaden Daniels can play quarterback, and when his weapons... is a good quarterback. When his weapons show up, like, LSU plays well. They're going to have to depend on the defense. If the defense holds up, LSU wins this game. No doubt. I, I, I would have to agree with that 100%. The problem is that, you know, you look at this past weekend against Auburn, you know, Jaden came out because he had gotten dinged up on one of his run, one of, one of the runs he had made. He got banged up a little bit. He came out just as a precautionary measure. They put Nussmeyer in. He looked fine, right on the money as the backup. The problem with that became the receivers dropped it. I can tell you, I can tell you probably at least at least five passes I watched that were just flat out drops. They were placed perfectly. They just didn't they didn't hold the ball. So if the weapons show up and the defense shows up, LSU wins. But the question becomes if Tennessee can can use those weapons to their advantage uh, and and threaten an LSU secondary that has not proven to be the best thus far. The defensive line and the and the linebackers have been fair. Secondary is a cause for concern, but if defense shows up, LSU wins. And just to say it, uh, Joey is picking Tennessee. He's going opposite of us, uh, and I don't blame him. I mean, it is the safe pick. Tennessee has wins. They're undefeated, uh, but I think that LSU is going to knock off Tennessee this week. We'll see what happens, though. It's time to pick the game. Of the only two teams in the Big 12 that are not ranked playing this week, that's right, Red River rivalry, Texas at Oklahoma at 12 p.m. at the Texas State Fair. Man, I I had to take this one first. This is going to be a tough one just because you never know with Texas. Texas has Hudson Card in. They got B. John Robinson. If they had, and, and Xavier Worthy, if they had Quinn Ewers, I'd probably say this is a definite Texas win. But Hudson Carr is going to have to show up. Oklahoma, on the other hand, they they got a chip on their shoulder. They're going to come into the Texas State Fair wanting a win. I don't know that the Texas defense is good enough, and this is actually a really hard pick just because both of these teams suck. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma is 3-2. and two, Texas is 3-2. and two. 
Uh, Oklahoma right now actually 0-2 in the conference, which is bad and really surprising. Texas Longhorns 1-1 in the conference. I'm not really sure who wins this game, but i got to make a pick right now quick. So I'm going to go Texas Longhorns. Texas Longhorns to win it. Texas ain't won it in a while. I think that they're going to want this win. They've actually been playing okay. I think, like I said earlier, definite win if if Quinn Ewers plays. But Hudson Card, he's not a bad backup. Like Dude, dude can play. He can make plays. If defense shows up from Texas, they're going to win this game. But... Oklahoma, on the other hand, they uh, they they have not shown me anything, and their defense continues to be lackluster, and their receivers continue to drop passes. Run game is actually okay, but no, I, I'm I think I'm going to have to go with Texas on this one. Well, and to be fair, you know Oklahoma's defense has never been that great. You know, you go all the way back to the Baker Mayfield days. They had a great offense, put up five six hundred yards a game, but never quite were able to get that defense. You know, you, you can make the same argument twenty nineteen LSU offense. You know, the win into the CFP and just absolutely and granted. The LSU offense that year is not necessarily a fair comparison because it was one of, if not the greatest offense of all time in college football. Absolutely. You know, a lot a lot of great the, – the system itself and the players were great. Um, but Oklahoma, like you said, they've been struggling. Texas you – know, Texas has looked fairly solid. You go back to a couple weeks ago when they played Alabama. They came within, you know, just a few points of – a field, they came within a field goal of beating Alabama as an unranked uh, team at home. Um, you know, looking back on that, if Texas shows up in that way, I think they, they have a great chance to win. Oklahoma, once again, if they can show up and you know make the plays they need to make, they can also get the win. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with you, Mason. I think that I think Texas is going to go into the into the Texas State Fair and get the win of Oklahoma for sure. I agree. I agree for sure. And uh, just to make sure we got Joey in there, Joey is again going opposite of us, and he's picking Oklahoma to win. Again, kind of the safe pick, but not really. Uh, that, that one's a toss-up really you could go either way either team could win this it should be the fpi should be 50 50 it's it's actually 68.2 in texas's favor and the spread is saying texas is going to win this uh by a touchdown which i think texas could could cover the spread for sure but next game up all right this one uh i, I only put this one on here just because i thought it could be interesting this is missouri at florida at 12 p.m i only put it on here because Missouri actually played a pretty good game last week, and I think that Florida could be on upset alert. We'll say you. Um, you know, I, I don't think you're wrong in that, Mason. I think that if Missouri shows up like they did this past weekend, I think they're more than capable of going into the swamp and beating the Gators. You know, given the fact that Florida, you know, Florida's played well at home. You know, they've, they've, they've had a strong start to the season. You know, they played uh, Utah down to the wire start of the season and came out on top. Um the swamp's always a tough environment. You know, twelve o'clock kickoff, maybe not so much of the fact that it'll be super hot. But if Missouri can show up like they did against Georgia, I think they're very capable of getting the win. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna go with the Gators. As much as it pains mm-hmm. me to say, I think Florida gets the win at the swamp for sure. Yeah, man, that's not a bad pick. Just like you said, because the swamp tough tough environment to play in. Really tough environment. Anthony Richardson been on the men. Um, I will say that if Missouri shows up with their defensive line playing exactly the way it played last week with an improved offense, because the offense is the reason that Missouri didn't win that game. They couldn't play against the Georgia defense. Now, Florida's defense is nowhere near as good as Georgia's defense, so I don't think Missouri will have that problem, which is why I'm actually going to go with Missouri. I'm going to say Missouri wins this game in the Swamp, which I, I know that's kind of a crazy pick, and everybody's been saying, well, Missouri was is just really bad, because that was the other thing that people were saying. They were saying, well, you know, they lost to Kansas State by 40 points. And I was like, dude, I know. But that was also at Kansas State. Again, not making any 
excuses for Georgia. But that was also at Kansas State. Road games are difficult. I even had somebody tell me the other day who used to play college football in Power 5 that you might as well give at least 7 to 10 points to the home team because the atmosphere is so harsh. Now, and, and the atmosphere in Como is harsh, especially in the night game, all right? Now, they showed up ready to play. We didn't. Again, no excuses, and I'm not talking about that anymore. But I think Missouri can show up and win this game if they play like they did last week. But we'll just have to see. Joey is going with you, Isaac. He's picking Florida, but whatever. If, if I win it, I win it. All right, next game up. The Deep South's oldest rivalry, literally only putting this game on here because of that. All right, Auburn at number two, Georgia at 3.30 p.m. Uh, I can go ahead and pick this one again. Uh, You can pick two in a row after this. But I am going to go with Georgia, obviously. I think they had a rough game against Missouri. They weren't ready. They probably got yelled at all week. And if they don't blow out Auburn by, like, 20 points, then I I don't know. Kirby's probably going to get mad. So what about you? (laughs) Well, I think I think if they I think if Auburn can play them close, it might save Brian Harson's job. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, I think that I think that Georgia's going to go. I think Georgia's going to come in and and they're going to dominate. I think they definitely should. You know, Auburn they showed up last week. You know, their quarterback I can't remember his name, but their quarterback you know he had a great game. It was actually his birthday, and so that was all the more reason I wanted LSU to get the win. Obviously, I was like, you know what, you're not going to beat our, my team on your birthday. You know. Um, but with that being said, Auburn played a decent game. You know, they, they staled a struggling LSU offense. You know, not the best of comparisons there. But I think that Auburn's going to come in and put up a little bit of a fight. But nonetheless, you know, Georgia's favored by 30. I think they should easily cover the spread. Um, and I think they will. I got the dogs in this one. Yeah, I agree. The spread being uh, 30 points as of today uh in georgia's favor i think georgia could cover the spread but they have to show up and play like they did against oregon no more of this kent state missouri game crap like we got to show up and play and joey of course will be picking the dogs as well next up number 11 utah at 18 ucla boy this is a hard one to pick and i'm glad you're going first (laughs) well mason I, i appreciate that um i tell you i think that all things considered you know i haven't watched a lot of ucla I haven't watched a lot of Utah either outside of the Florida game because I was, I was, I, you know, the, I know the SEC has pulled for the conference, but it was Florida. I was not pulling for Florida in that game. Nobody was pulling for Florida in that game except for Florida fans, I promise. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and Utah, I, I, I don't want to go back down that rabbit trail, but Utah was, if they ran the ball a little more, I think they would have got the win, especially in the second half. Uh, but it looks like Utah and the FPI is favored by or 69%, um, you know, a chance to win over UCLA. And I think I think they will. Uh, they're favored by three and a half. I think that's probably a little bit low. But there again, road games, you know, road games are tough. Uh, with that being said, I'm definitely gonna have to go with the Utes on this one. I think they're gonna go in there and show the Bruins what it's all about. Yeah, man, it's 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 a difficult one to pick for sure. Uh, difficult road game. If you look at UCLA's wins, they have some pretty big wins against Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado. All teams which are trash, bro, especially Colorado. But also Bowling Green, Alabama State, like, dude, no way. Now, they have a really impressive win against Washington, and I actually did watch that game. Uh, and I think really what happened is Washington gave the game away. I don't, I mean, UCLA, don't get me wrong, they played great. Like, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is an amazing quarterback with some great weapons on the field at the Rose Bowl. But man, I don't know, because then you can look at Utah as well. And Utah has that one loss to Florida where they played it really freaking close. And then they had a big, big win, 73-7 to against Southern Utah. Big win against San Diego State and a win against Arizona State and a win against Oregon State. 
So, yeah, man, I think I'm with you. I'm going to go with Utah. I'm going to go with Utah on this one. It's a road game, but it, and it'll be it'll be rough. But I think that Utah could actually could actually pull this one out. They they just look like the tougher team, and as close as they kept it against Florida, I really think that they could could go in there and get it done. And just to add to that real quick, Mason, you know, no disrespect to UCLA by any means, but you know, they played University of Southern Alabama and won 32-31. Could have been an anomaly. You know, they could have just had a bad game, or USA had a good game. But when you play a team that you know literally nobody except the people from the town knows about, and you only win by one point. You know, it, it doesn't exactly help you the fact that you're five and zero. So I, I like I said, I like the Utahns. Yeah, me too. And we have another TBD triple pick as Joey will be picking the Utes to win as well on the road. All right, moving on. Next game. This is another game I think would be on upset alert. Washington State at number six, USC at seven thirty p.m. You got to take another one first, and then I'll go. Go ahead. <laughs> That's fine. Um, well, you know, like I said, I think that. Uh, so looking at this game, you know, Washington State playing at USC, you know, Lincoln Riley trying to build a, a force at USC like he did at Oklahoma. I'm not going to give too much credit to the fact that USC is ranked six because of the fact that the Pac-12 has like you know, three good teams. They haven't played nobody. That all, That's also true. So there again, you know, and I don't like Lincoln Riley anyway. I, I have, I, I'll say that for another day. Um, but given that the USC – you know, is ranked six right now, and they're you know projected eighty-seven percent chance to win. I don't see any reason why they they don't cover. And you know, the spread it looks like for this one is USC by thirteen. Yeah, honestly, I like the Trojans to cover that. I think that you know Washington State's not a bad team. They've kind of been under the radar team. You know, they had Garner Minshew a few years back after he transferred from East Carolina, and they you know they built a consistent program up in the Pac-12. But all in all, I think the Tro- Trojans take this one. Yeah, man, this one I think is actually a little bit difficult. I mean, you have Washington State, who is four and one. They're only lost to Oregon in a close, close, close one. Uh, they got a really, they got a close win too against Wisconsin at Wisconsin, and a really good win against California this weekend, twenty-eight to nine. And you know what? I think they do the same thing to the Trojans that they did at Wisconsin. Close. I do not think the Trojans will cover the spread if they win. My official pick on that one is Washington State. I think that they can keep it close. If they can keep it close with Oregon, they can keep it close with USC. USC's got a loaded offense, but they do not have anything close to a loaded defense. I think that's going to be the difference in this game because Washington State does. I say Washington State in a close one. And Joey has USC in this one. All right, next game up. Uh, this one will be interesting, too, just because I think these teams are kind of really evenly matched. This is number 16 BYU at Notre Dame at 7.30 p.m. This game is actually being played in Las Vegas. The spread has has the Irish winning by three and a half. And I'm going to call the Irish to win, win this and cover the spread. I think BYU folds to the pressure. I think Marcus Freeman is, you know, he's got that chip on his shoulder trying to prove, you know, that he's what he's the man for the job. I think Notre Dame comes in, and I think they win, especially after an impressive win against North Carolina a couple weeks ago by double digits. Well, and, you know, I will say, kind of to add to that, I don't necessarily think that um, you know, BYU is a great team. Obviously, I don't think Notre Dame is a great team either. They had to beat by Ohio State at the Horseshoe, and then they went up to um, – they, they, they hosted Marshall and lost to them. You know, not to call Marshall a nobody program, but you know, Notre Dame hasn't exactly proven to be all that great. Whereas BYU, they're kind of flying under the radar. They're playing decent, and they knocked off Baylor a couple of weeks ago. And but like you said, you know, no, no disrespect to Marcus Freeman and them. You know, he he has proven he's he's the man for the job. Those kids, the guys at Notre Dame, they love him. You know, I would definitely t- say Notre Dame's an easy win if it was in South Bend. 
The fact that it's not leads me to believe that it could go the other way. Well, I don't even know, man, because you saw Marshall beat them in South Bend. <laughs> well, there again, that's also very true. So, you know, I think Marcus Freeman is the man for the job, but he just hasn't quite figured it out yet, which is a surprise coming off of, um, you know, the program being led under Brian Kelly. Granted, he kind of left him in a, in a weird spot, and I won't, I won't get to that right now. Uh, but with that being said, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with you, Mason. I'm going to go with Notre Dame in this one it's a Saturday night in Las Vegas. It's near it's near the Mormon state. It's like right across the border, Nevada. Uh, I think that even though they have to travel a little bit, Notre Dame got to travel even farther. I still think Notre Dame picks up the win. And just to say it, uh, Joey is picking BYU in this game again. Not a bad, not a bad pick. I think that that's pretty, pretty fair. Next up, we have Texas A&M at number one, Alabama at 8 p.m. Isaac, this is the West. What do you think? Uh, well, being this is a, this is well, I would call it a big SEC West matchup. If and I, and I won't I won't say that it's a small one, uh, but being that you know Texas A&M has not had the best start to the year, no disrespect to App State or Mississippi State. But you know A and M, you 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 pay a school a couple million dollars to come in and play you, and you buy a win and you lose. So uh, you know, with that being said, Jimbo is the only well, other than Kirby, finally did it in the in the, in the national title game this past year. But Jimbo was the first of Saban's former assistants to beat him. Uh, you know, with that being said, it was a totally different atmosphere. They played at Kyle Field and College Station. They had they had the Aggies behind them, the twelfth man. Definitely a different atmosphere going into Bryant Denny on a Saturday night. Uh, with that being said, you know, no disrespect to the ESPN FBI, they're giving Alabama a 96.2% chance to win. I don't think there's any reason why A&M can't overcome that, uh, which is why I want to go with Alabama Crimson Tide. And I think they're going to cover the spread at 24 points against A&M for sure. Man, that is crazy. Well, you got to look at Texas A&M though, all right? Texas A&M was Mississippi State a trap game, was it? No, it was not. The Aggies are just not that great. Uh, I mean, Jimbo bought his recruiting class, and he still sucks. So, <laughs> some tea there. But no, I got, I got, I got the Crimson Tide. Unfortunately, I'd love. I mean, I'll be pulling for Texas A&M. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking for upset of the year right there again. In now, look, this was upset of the year last year. If you watched our TBD Sportscast College Football Awards Show, you know that you guys voted for Alabama being upset by Texas A&M as upset of the year. But it would really be upset of the year if they did it in Bryant-Denny, which I don't think they're going to, but it would be really cool. Uh, Joey is also picking Alabama, so we all are picking Alabama. Uh, next up, last game we're going to talk about. This episode's kind of a long one, but I've, I've, I've enjoyed this. I like having Isaac on. Uh, Florida State, a number 14 NC State at 8 p.m. Uh, yeah, this, this, is, this is a no-brainer. NC State, are you kidding they had a, I mean, they had a close loss. They kept it pretty close. They played well. I mean, yeah, I mean, they had some struggles against Clemson, but I mean, Clemson's got a top five defense, so they're really good, even without Brian Brissy. Um, and their offense has been looking better every week. But no, I, I got, I got NC State in this one. I don't see Florida State winning this. They, they really struggled against Wake Forest at home. This is at NC State. Yeah, this, this, this is no brainer. Yeah, NC State's gonna win this game. Uh, well, Mason, that's an interesting pick. Definitely an interesting pick. You know, the ACC. Has, has had a couple more teams that have been more competitive to compete with Clemson. You know, Wake played them close a couple weeks ago. NC State goes into Clemson, plays them, also plays them closely. Um, all that being said, you know, NC State, other than their close game against when they beat East Carolina the first of the year, which they should have lost, um, they've had uh, put together a pretty good campaign so far, Florida State. 
kind of somewhere in between. Like you said, they struggled at home against Wake Forest. I would have expected a better performance in Tallahassee. Uh, you know, they beat LSU to start the year. But as respect to Florida State, I don't have to go with you. I think the Wolfpack are going to pull this one off in Raleigh. It's a Saturday night. You know, they get a little bit crazy down there, and I think the Wolfpack will get it done. Yeah, and Joey's also picking NC State. We're all picking NC State. I I, I mean, I, I think we're all on the same page here. Just NC State with the defense that they have, which is really good, and their offense. Like you said, ACC getting even more competitive. Because, I mean, really, I mean, seriously, a couple of years ago, except for Clemson, the ACC really was the cupcake conference. Like, it was the worst team, and it was the worst conference in college football. I mean, all the teams sucked. I remember when NC State sucked. I remember when, I mean, Miami sucks again, but I remember when Miami, like, really sucked. And, <laughs> I mean, a lot of those teams were just were just bad. Uh, but, I mean, some of them, yeah, getting really competitive. Miami, bar their, you know, terrible loss to to Middle Tennessee a couple weeks ago. Uh, NC State, Wake Forest, FSU, all, all rivaling up against Clemson. I mean, even Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech's, I mean, they still suck, don't get me wrong. But, like, like I mean, they're, they're getting better, I would say. And they made a good move firing their head coach, Jeff Collins. That was a good move. Just not getting the program anywhere, and you have to do that. So, um, But, yeah, no, ACC's looking better and better every year. But, yeah, that's our podcast. Those are our picks. I mean, pretty straightforward. We got some, we got some mismatches in there. Uh, you know, Joey picking a lot of teams that and me, me picking apart from them and uh honestly isaac too isaac you were pretty much like right down the middle man between both of us <laughs> but, but me and joey picking almost every other pick and so I, yeah man i mean i hope that helps my pick record i hope that my picks are right and his are wrong obviously because now we're officially tied after last week because joey went four and six on picks and i went six and four i was really surprised but um yeah I, it was it was it was a good it was a good week of college football we're excited for another week and uh yeah man go freaking dogs and always remember, no matter what team you pull for, you're on God's side. You're always on the winning team. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. You need him if you don't have him, I promise you. Salvation in Jesus is very close to the heart of TBD Sportscast, and we really do want that for all of our listeners. That's why we pray for our listeners. We love you guys. We just thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you ever need anything, you know where to find us. Hit up our Instagram DMs, our Facebook Messenger, or just leave a comment on this YouTube video, and we'll, we'll talk to you about Jesus and salvation and anything that you're going through or struggling with. Just don't, don't be afraid to reach out. But come back next week for another installment of TBD Sportscast College Football. I'm Mason. I'm Isaac. And we'll see you next week. Later. Bye-bye.